Hey, Night Owls. Welcome to the next episode of Isn't It Past Your Bedtime? I'm Rachel. And I'm Krista. Uh, what did we decide we were calling this one this we week? didn't. It started as fantasy, but then we both ended up picking something that was oh, a bit witchy. It. So it was like... Which but fantasy? our next one's kind of witchy too well i guess our next one's a little more magical so yeah. i guess if we both went witchy i don't know i don't want to like tie us into an occult corner let's just still call it fantasy okay they're fantasy worlds like hands down at least mine is anyways um i picked one uh kind of based on some of the authors that you had um, sent me some examples of which i appreciate because fantasy is not my genre not yep. usually at least I don't know usually there's like a lot of weird names and a lot to keep up with and it's it feels like a lot of effort a lot of big like world building where you're like what is happening and yeah yeah which can be really cool but sometimes it feels like it hurts my brain a little um so basically what I did was just you know scrolling through my my audible per usual and I ran across one there's actually a show that I loved and by one of the authors that you mentioned so I was very excited about this because I had no idea it was a book. Um, it's on Hulu. It's called Witches of East End. And the book is by Melissa De La Cruz. You would, lo- you would like the show for sure. Okay, maybe I'll check I will it. say that the show and the book differ vastly other than like super basic. Well, not even. Mm, yeah, some of the plot points, some of the plot points and all the main characters. But otherwise, there are no similarities. <laughs> There's a lot of weird stuff here. Um this book is like very heavily like Norse mythology based. It's kind of like a combination of like Salem witch trials because those play a role in this book and Norse mythology, like Loki is mentioned, like literally. Um, So I'm going to kind of give you like the premise of this, this book and like what the world that you're looking at is like, because one of the things with fantasy, like Krista and I were talking about earlier is that you stumble upon a lot throughout the book. So I don't want to give you these details because like, that's, that's some of the fun of fantasy is like figuring out like what is going on in this fantastical world. Yeah, and I don't want to take that from anybody. Um, so basically this book is based around three women, the Beauchamps. I love that name. I don't know. It just sounds so <laughs> fancy. Um, so Joanna is the mother. Ingrid is the oldest sister. And then Freya is the younger sister. So these three women are, are witches, just like it says. And they live in East End. So it's like a small town. Um, but basically the world and the background here is that um, in this world, like they live in like the normal world, like it's it's earth it's, it's totally normal they're basically like demigods trying to blend in with humans Ooh, so that's how they describe like who witches are in this recreation um so when the world was created you know gods made demigods and they all had their own role like some of them have specific skills like one of these girls is is a goddess of love like literally like you're not supposed to be able to resist her because she's a demigod yeah and um, they sent down to earth because their mission is essentially to keep earth alive and well and protect people kind of like how wonder woman like their mission is you know Mm, like all of the amazons like they're here to protect the world and it's kind of the same thing so the demigods are sent down and that's essentially what witches are they're just demigods who live among us which is wild um so i don't know exactly how long they've been on earth uh they talk about them being the oldest creatures on earth because they are demigods so it sounds like basically from the beginning um there are other fantastical creatures in this world which is pretty cool like vampires and that kind of stuff some people uh can still use their magic 
and some of them can't. The demigods were banned from using their magic once the Salem witch trials happened because it turned out, or the, the I think they call it just the council, like the council who decides like what they can and can't do and like doles out punishments to demigods basically decided that this world couldn't handle it. (laughs) Shocker. Weird. Weird. So all of the witches um, got, got banned from using magic back in the 1600s. And I think all of these women, actually only two of the girls. So they got burned alive. So they still remember this, like they basically were told that like they can continue their immortal lives, but they were going to lose their magic. Um, but they could still have it is the thing that bothers me a little bit. Like they still have the magic. They're just like use it bottled up. Oh, and so like Hmm. each of these women like really struggles with that in like a different way, which I think is interesting because right now we're not placed in like the 1600s. So it's like modern time. I'm going to guess it's I don't know, the 90s. Um, And so they're basically just, they've lived this last four centuries as normal people, but with magic. Like, I couldn't imagine how frustrating it would be to be able to, like, easily do something with a wave of a hand that you now have to do manually. Yeah, knowing that you have the magic, you have the power to do whatever. Like, it sounds like a punishment. And they're immortal, so they're not, like, you you can get injured. You You just can't die. No, you can die. Oh, oh, okay. Sorry, I misunderstood what you said. Yeah, so like you can get hurt and you can die, but like if you don't get any of those things, like you can live forever. Like I, I'm pretty sure Joanna, the mom, is like really hard to kill because she's like super ancient, right? Um, so I'm pretty sure that she like never dies. But in this world, so Ingrid and Freya, they're you know her daughters, and they're usually so like Ingrid can be anywhere from like 25 to 38, depending, and then Freya can like pull off anywhere from like 16 to 24 so Ingrid's definitely older and Freya's definitely younger and the only magic they're able to use is basically to kind of like make people not realize that they don't age (laughs) but oh yeah it's kind of like some perception magic and I think that makes sense but it's not like any direct magic that they can do um so they you know they get normal jobs they have normal lives but Ingrid and Freya die every now and then and when they die the mom just winds up pregnant and rebirths them so they do come back into this world huh so the mother has given birth to these girls many times yeah so i think that's like one of the really interesting things because like you don't see that um so it's current times and ingrid and freya they you know they know that they're magical I don't know exactly how long they've been alive this time. Like, it's kind of unclear to me, not going to lie. I, so I listened to it and there's a lot of like weird names and there's a lot that goes on in the background of like what this world is. So some of it was kind of hard to keep track of, which is always my biggest complaint with fantasy. But I kind of liked listening to it because I think that it helps me kind of paint a picture of my brain without having to also focus on like reading the words. Yeah, I definitely feel that. You know what I mean? Like I can yeah. just like sit there with my cup of coffee and just like listen and try to like take it in um the narrator was really good too oh that always helps yeah so in current times Ingrid is a librarian and Freya is a bartender or a barmaid and Joanna just like has this like very old house that's been in the family forever and they live in a small town east end I'm it's kind of implied that it's like New England essentially I don't know exactly where it is probably because it's not real um (laughs) exactly so Freya is like the goddess of love and then Ingrid she does healing and Joanna does restorative magic so they each kind of have a specialty and so Ingrid 
being a librarian, I honestly don't know where she has it like in her life right now, but Freya, she kind of uses like bartending as a way to like kind of use her magic. Like, like one of her skills is that everything that she cooks or makes tastes good. Like it's just no matter what happens, it tastes good because she's like a goddess of love and this other things. So like she kind of still uses her skills, but like Ingrid is very much just like blocked it off. She's like, I can't use my magic. It doesn't matter. Like she's very rigid. So like these girls are very different because Freya being a goddess of freaking love, she's just like, she's 19 right now. And so she's just like kind of parties and sleeps with whoever and yeah, loves everybody. Exactly. That would definitely like, has like, no responsibility. That would shape your life totally different. But this is exactly what you would expect from a 19 year old goddess of love who's actually been alive for many centuries. Yeah. Um, probably the same. <laughs> yeah. Where like, you know, just like is very quiet. She's very studious. Um, but what she used to do is healing magic. And so I don't really want to get like too far into what's actually happening, but the general premise of this story is that Ingrid and Freya and Joanna start using their magic more, more and more. And they're like, well, the council hasn't checked on us, you know, like maybe they don't care anymore. Maybe we're allowed to use magic again. And they realize that there's something very wrong going on in their small town. Cause Ingrid, um, a friend of hers has been trying a really long time to conceive and she just can't. And after Freya starts making these like love potions at the bar, because another one of Freya, who seems to have all the abilities, by the way, um, <laughs> another one of Freya's abilities is that, like she can look at somebody and like see their sexual history. Creepy. I don't like that. I don't oh, like it. You. It's super creepy. And also, so Freya, I don't want that skill. I wouldn't want that at all. But they describe it all the time in the book. Like someone walks in the bar and she's just like, oh, you've just been heartbroken. Or like, she knows exactly what's going on in your like little love life. So Freya decides to be the first one to be like, screw this. Like I'm going to use magic. Like that can't hurt. It's just a small love potion because there was like this couple at her bar that she knew really well. Cause it's a small town, but they were, um, they had like a, an infant and they were getting divorced though, because he decided to stray a little. So she was like, well, what harm can it be to like remind them why they like probably lots of place? I'm going to guess lots of harm. I mean, probably honestly, most <laughs> of Freya's things don't really go awry, but things in the town start going awry. And the problem is when things start going awry, people start blaming witches that's human nature this is something that they've lived through before in the Salem witch trials that's basically why they were told not to use magic because that you know the council was worried that the world was going to be like that and so considering there is something going on in this town that's very dark like so going back to Ingrid and her friend who can't conceive she like does some sort of weird thing that she plays off as like a new agey hippie thing at first um, until it succeeds and so she basically like, I'm only gonna tell you this first part, but basically she finds this like weird silver mass inside of her friend, like in her uterus that she was just like, it's like keeping you sick. Like it's not allowing you to conceive. Like, so she like tells her friend like some, some tips, like take your hair down, like don't have any tight clothes. Like it's like, there's a knot inside of her. And so she's like, hmm, that's super weird. Um, but the thing is that like things like this keep showing up like townspeople keep like suspiciously not being able to conceive or having very bizarre illnesses and so like kind of as all of these women start practicing their craft more they start noticing that all of these weird things are happening and part of it's like you're rusty you don't notice stuff because you're not looking for it anymore so they're like okay are we did we not notice it before are we causing this like is there some weird side effect like is the council doing it like what is going on here um Freya, because she's the goddess of freaking love, she's engaged to like a 30 something year old man. And like, this is like part of the story. 
I can't get too far into it because they play a pretty big role in the whole thing. Um, but basically Freya starts dating this guy um, and within four weeks he proposes to her. He's like the town's like lo local rich man and then his family suddenly reappeared after many years of not being here, which is very sus, right? Yep, agreed. Very sus. And they live in like the very old mansion that's on the sea. And of course they do. And so the guy she's engaged to, Bran, has a younger brother, Killian. And when Killian shows up to, like, come for their engagement party or whatever, Freya's, like, instantly drawn to him. Like, like she has sex with this man at her engagement party because she cannot stop herself. Drawn to him. Right. So, like, there's something very weird going on in the town with people being sick. They start finding stuff in oceans. Like, the whole world starts having some weird magical impact. And so, basically, the story is, like, these women trying to figure out what the heck is going on and there's a lot of greek mythology at play here i like it i like the greek right? mythology mythology not even gonna try and say it i it's... like that angle i'd like that that's yeah i honestly i'm gonna give this book i'm gonna give it like four or five stars like four and a half like it was nice. really good even though i liked the show so i kind of knew what to expect like i said they're mm -hmm. very different there's a, a lot of things that were not at all the same like in the show the girls don't know they're magical so it's like oh. they're coming up the first time and then their powers start to manifest around the same ages that they are in the book but like it's more like they didn't know and they're not raised with it so mm -hmm. it's more of like a secretive kind of thing which of okay. course adds to the drama for a tv show it's not as interesting when they're like they all know they're magical and they're trying to hide it like i wouldn't want to watch that for 45 minutes <laughs> i want to watch a library and like sort books when she could do it with magic like yeah true so I get why they made some of the changes that they did. But yeah, the book was really good. I wasn't really sure exactly how it was going to pan out, even though I'd seen the show. Um, but as far as the way the writing was, it's super, you would never know. Is you it a guess. series or like a standalone? I think it's standalone, but I could be wrong because at the end, I was like, I feel like there is room for there to be more stuff with these women. But they... Okay yes and no like i could see it being wrapped up where it was at but i also could see them playing off of it more i feel like they probably wrote it like that to be like that yeah one of those ones where it'll be like five ten years or whatever and like practical magic where it was like however many years later she just like made a second and then a prequel or whatever or a prequel and then a pre-prequel and you were just like what what are you doing yeah exactly yeah. like that and when you're dealing with things that are immortal beings like of course that there's room for like that to circle back around yes so yeah yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this was standalone. But yeah, it was really good. And it was a solid pick for fantasy. It was yeah. much more like much more fantasy than like the TV show was. Okay. My book ended up being like much less fantasy than I thought. So I like, really? I, which I find funny because I'm the one who like recommended the fantasy. I was like, we should do it. I want to push myself or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I started looking through all the fantasies that I have on like my Goodreads or, or yeah, my Goodreads like TBR or whatever. And I kept coming back to the same one. And then I was questioning. And I'm like, is this even a fantasy book? And it was. It's listed yeah. there. So it counts. But it's definitely like on the lower end. But whatever. Mm. I read it in like, I think a day. Oh, like, And it's like a kind of big book. Like, but it was so freaking good. So it's Serpent and Dove by Shelby. I think it's Mahurin. Or I think it's Murrin. But it might be okay. Mahurin. I have no I'm sorry, idea. Shelby. We tried. Yeah, sorry, girl. I already have your third book on pre-order, so like, don't come at me. It's fine. <laughs> so, um, so this one also has witches in it, which I just love. Also, that both of our books end up with witches. This is like fantasy. We're so good at doing that, though. Edition. 
like we often do that. Like I'm, I'm not kidding. We do not coordinate books usually every now and then she'll let me know if it's like a very niche, like category that we've picked. So we don't overlap, but we don't coordinate and we often pick the same theme. Yeah. That's pretty much it. It's like, Hey, this is one I picked. Like, don't read it. Cause we've done that before. Oops. But just the once. So that's true. It'll only <laughs> time. So this, the main character in this one is Lou and she's a witch, but two years ago, something, she ran away from her coven and she is basically like forsaken magic at this point. Like something happened and we don't know what it is. Like you find out way later, but we don't know what the heck happened. Something bad enough happened that she was like not doing magic no more. Um, this is set in like small town outside of London-ish kind of. Okay. Somewhere like Europe-y. I don't really know, to be honest with Europe-y. you. Europe-y. That seems specific. I like it. Yeah. And the town name was in the book. I couldn't pronounce it, so I didn't write it down because I didn't want to try because everybody would laugh at me. Was it French? So, maybe. I have no idea, to be honest with you. Probably, actually, yes. I bet it was because there are a lot of words in here that are sort of Frenchish that I don't know how to pronounce. And so I made them up as I do when I find a word I don't know. And then Mm -hmm. I was telling Blake about it. He took French in high school and he was like, oh yeah, that's French. And then of course he said it perfectly. And I went, "Of course, I'm going to stick with how I read it in my brain because I like it. And at that point I was like three quarters of the way into the book. I can't, I can't change at this point. It's too much brain work to change. Yeah. Like tracks like that. No. Yeah. We're committed. So Lou lives in this town. She, as I said, she's like forsaken magic. So basically she's just going to, she's going to try to get by however she can by like theft. She's like pickpocketing and stuff like oh that. Oh my God. That sounds like a worst case scenario. It's for a terrible a way. Also like she has regularly been invited. She's also 18 ish, 18, 19. Okay. That makes sense. Um, she's been invited by like the head of this like brothel to like come be a lady. And she keeps turning it down. But no. like. The head brothel gal is like consistently trying to recruit her. She's like, you'd you'd bring in a lot of money for us. Like, hey, let's do the thing. And she's what like, what year is this? Um, 1700, 1800. Okay, that tracks. I was like, it cannot be now. No, no. It's very like Salem witch trial esque Like they're okay. definitely burning witches at the stake for enjoyment purposes. Got it. That tracks. Yeah, entertainment. Okay. So there's her and then her best friend is Coco and Coco is also a witch, but they're different kinds of witches. Lou and Coco. And so like Coco is a blood witch and Lou is like a earth witch, I guess. Like a I have concerns about the blood witch, but I'll reserve them until the end. I also had concerns for the same reason, but Coco seems like a good because she's also left her coven. Like she Oh, they're all outcasts. Yeah, she didn't like run away for like she left for different reasons and it takes us a very like it's like the very 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 end where you learn why coco chose to leave but so yeah so they're both kind of outcasts doing their own thing but the issue here is that magic when used has a smell and so you can't just like sneak magic here and there because it's going to smell everyone around you is going to know and they're going to start like looking around like people can smell it yeah anybody can smell it everybody can smell it everyone knows what's happening That's what happens when you're walking down the street and you get a wash of something weird. Mm-hmm. Magic. And Magic. so there is like a couple places in town that would be like, quote unquote, safe, where they were kind of built on like, the best way to ex- describe it almost is like kind of like an Indian burial ground, but like the magic version. So like there's like these trees that grow that smell like magic being used because when the non-magical people came and killed all the magic folk and took their land from them like these trees kind of stayed and so like if they're doing it there their chances of not being caught are okay and it's like like masks it okay yeah um 
but for the most part like she, but like i said she doesn't want to she dresses up like a man and like when she's like going around town and stuff and like pretends to be a man because single women it's safer i was just thinking yeah, that yeah single women if things go awry it's like well she's obviously a witch because she doesn't have a man and so she'll do that or she like has this other wig and she like dresses up as this like other gal and like talks to like the baker man and is like she has this like fictitious boyfriend who's always like just broken her heart and he gives her like free pastries and stuff but good for her yeah so she's dressed as a man this one day and like the king is coming through town in a parade because like the prince is back in town or some nonsense and so she's like i really would like to get the heck up out of here like i don't want to be around this and so she literally runs into this man because he's like standing in front of the doorway blocking it and he's like this big giant of a man beautiful trestle whatever man and so like little guys she's like um excuse me but like her mustache has fallen off kind of it's like a little askew Mm -hmm. and so he's like uh you're a woman and she's like fixes it and it's like no i'm obscure sir i need to get by and he just kind of like laughs it off whatever so this is uh captain reed diggory and he is i believe is technically chaser like some french i call him a chaser so it's c-h-a-s-s-e-u-r whatever i call him a chaser he hunts witches for and he like has like um sworn his life to the church to be a chaser um for the aunt because there is the archbishop who like obviously like leads the church or whatever and it's basically like made his whole name like salem witch trials type stuff happened and he was like huh there's good business in killing witches who cares if they're really witches clearly i don't like so that's what he does and so these people like these men like swear their lives to go do this and so like reed like takes it like the heat through and through like thou shalt not allow a witch to live or whatever is like their dumb saying they probably have it like on shirts or something if they could but either way so he's there and he's like on lookout and like prince goes by their little carriage goes by and then these witches like actual witches come out the woodwork and we know that they're witches because they're just openly doing evil magic like just straight killing people like in bad oh my god like not like oh just fall dead but like turn them into puppets make them like do like it's bad like sadistic versus just like yeah because they're like they're like trying to make a show because there's like this super witch that people call so she's like honestly it's kind of like the son the father and the holy ghost it's like the mother the something and the something but it's all the same witch but like depending on like what form she's in would be this other one there's like a mother Sense. she's and then she's like a younger tempstress and i can't remember what the other one is but so they're like super concerned they're like oh my gosh like it must be her like she must be mm. doing this what the heck is going on and lou was like i gotta get the hell up out of here like i'm a witch i can't be I... Like, like deuces i'm out bye guys and so she like scales up a building and reed has like had like some like tingly sense or whatever and like it's like oh like i'm gonna follow her even though like that's how witch hunting works you just get a tingle yeah it's like that feeling with a tingle you know or whatever but he's like terrified of heights so he like starts following her up gets all scared and she like flees but then like some things happen and i don't really want to give it away because it was kind of really funny and um the archbishop forces them to get married oh no and so like reed doesn't know that she's a witch 
like because like so when i read like that back of the book i kind of was like well does he know that she's a witch like that's even more awkward but he doesn't know that but, makes sense yeah yeah but like these exactly because like what the archbishop would have just killed her and that would be like an e that would solve It'd the be over yeah the problems would have been solved so much faster so much better why doesn't he know so the story can happen exactly and so yeah so they're like forced to get married and so she has Ew. to like move into the tower with him and like the tower is like where all the chasers and like they're like yeah like because it's not te- like you don't technically have to like swear off marriage and like chastity and whatnot but like most people do and when the and they and when any of these men do take a wife they typically leave the church within like a year like at the Makes last sense. Like, and it's only happened a handful of times but every single time it's happened so of course like all the other people are like waiting for him to leave and then they're like this is kind of like weird like what's going on and of course she like hates him for like the entire time because this is also like a romance fantasy so you know you get at the teeniest bit of spice it's like barely spice you can't even really call it spice but there's a little bit of that light some, spice yeah you get some romance mixed in there she starts to like like the first night i think she like sleeps in the bathtub because she was like get the hell away from me and then he's all like well I'll just sleep on the floor you can have the bed and then there's like two nights neither one of them sleeps in the bed and then finally she's like fuck it i'll take the bed he said i can have it tell with him and so he just sleeps on the floor that's better than most like marriages these days like in the 17 1800s when the yeah. first night at least he respected her space okay yeah well so that was the thing is that which this was just gross and naked you reminded me i had forgot about this i didn't even put this in my notes but is that because the archbishop forced them to do this a like maid came up to verify the marriage had been consummated or whatever and uh yeah and he was like oh somebody will call me. somebody will be by to verify and i was like how what so i don't think this is giving it away so i'm just going to tell it because everybody will be thinking about it this is she like be- really early on okay yeah it's fair yeah it's early enough on and also this is like the teeniest little bit of the book that doesn't actually give anything away if you don't want to hear how it happens because you want to be safe skip 30 seconds ahead basically she just like cuts her hand like takes his knife all dramatic cuts her hand and like drops blood onto the sheets oh that's what they mean by verify they're like did you not, yet, your not, cherry? not by looking up and in because that's what i, I thought. was like what are they looking for like if if there's like semen running down her leg like what's the mm-hmm. deal here i'm yeah. sorry if we're being graphic i just didn't understand how the verification worked and this that's makes what i sense. was wondering too because the archbishop says that they're going to verify and i'm like does somebody is somebody gonna watch them it's Ew. like are they both gonna have to like swear on a bible it ha- like i was like how's real sexist i don't yeah, like it the was, feel it was very bad but then it was okay but so then she like starts to like um so like in the things that had happened like coco's gone now um but then she like starts to want to do like this sleuthing like lou is like okay well i'm gonna get to the bottom of these things that are going on because like some stuff had been happening which had got her into this kerfuckle that she's in and so she starts trying to like she like sweet talks like the like keeper guy because she has like a guard but he's like an initiate so he's only like 14 15 so she like okay. talks him into giving her a tour so that way she can like see what's going on and then he gets in trouble for it but then but every, and every time that like reed or anybody talks down to him she like stands up for him she's like hey he's a person like we don't talk to people that way stop it and so then like this, kid, her. this kid is like oh my gosh she treats me like a person so when she's like oh i want to go down to the dungeon like i want to see what's there because she has a reason to want to go she doesn't want to just go to the dungeon to be weird and that would she be man- weird she managed to like sweet talk him into it and stuff like that and so like she's really good at like, kind of like reading people and like getting these vibes but like how they end up like stuck in this like marriage i thought it was hilarious it was super good a bunch of things that like happen before that um 
but yeah, I like, and I don't want to give like I know I feel like I'm like not even like necessarily setting up the world or like giving much away because but you gave enough information that I'm intrigued. Like yeah. I want to know what fills in those blanks. Like oh, oh also oh. other things about this whole series that I think is awesome and the reason. So also like it's up on like book talk a lot. Like that's how I found it is people talking about it on like TikTok or whatever. But one of the main reasons is that she wrote so like she wrote book one a year later book two dropped which pretty normal and then like four months three months or something like that after book two dropped she announced book three so book three will be released within 10 months of book two that's impressive so it's like and these are like decent sized books have you read book two i haven't i just got it in the mail yesterday and i I had already started one so but i'll be starting it after i finish this other one here i feel like that gives me like really high hope for book two like she got really into it and like put a lot into it to the Mm -hmm. point where like she just knew what was gonna go in book three and i love that when the author seems to have like a plan like it's fine when you get to the end of a book and it's like will they won't they whatever and then they don't continue it but like i love when it seems like they have a very clear plan of action and like Mm -hmm. end goal yeah and how book one ended it's like okay i know where we're starting in book two like i know what adventure i know where we're going to be doing i don't know what the hell is going to happen but i know what we're going to be doing and why and so like super excited about that so honestly so like things that i liked about this one it was fast paced like i said i read it in like a day that is quick so like and it's like a fairly thick book and there's a lot of words that i don't know and it's sort of fantasy so like there's a little bit of struggle and it had a lot of things like it had adventure it had humor it had romance there was like mysteries going on because like Lou's trying to like find this artifact and then they go and it's been like stolen or like who has it and like what the heck's going on um trying to figure out like why did she leave her coven like she keeps yeah. talking about like that night and she doesn't want to remember that night and you're like it's like what the hell happened and then you find out what happened and you went oh I see why you don't want to remember it I would like to block that out of memory cool okay yeah so like definitely like oh, i can't wait five stars out of five i would totally do it i bet it would probably be a really good listen to and it would be a decent like number of hours so it would be worth the credit so that sounds awesome i've heard of this book and it was on one of my lists i don't know what list because i keep i like can't find it i like knew it was on a list one time yeah. and i just cannot find it it's written down somewhere on a sticky note mm-hmm. i like i want to read this one yeah it was but one that, I, that like, sounds amazing yeah it was definitely one that i kept wanting to read and then i'd see like one review of somebody who didn't like it and i'd be like oh I'm not going to read it. And then I was like, why? Because one person didn't like it. That's dumb. I you know what? It. I never read reviews for anything. Like movies, nothing like that. You know why? Because like most of the time, I'm just not like a high critic of stuff. I'm not like, well, I'm going to pick that apart or I don't like that. No, most of the time I'm just like, they wrote the thing and that was impressive and it has its own merit. Yeah. I've learned to like to read reviews about halfway through a book. Like if I'm loving a book, I'm like, okay, what do the people who hated it say? And then you read them and I'm like, oh, different reasons okay whatever like you shouldn't be yeah reading. this book's not for you that's fine but they're definitely easier to sift through after you've read something yeah because then i then i can know and i can like and you can be like you're wrong bye yeah i wish <laughs> i could downvote like good reads ones where i can be like you're yes. being petty like you know why are you at the top three you know <gasps> goodbye Feature request to good reads add downvoting <laughs> yes um, but so our next book that or our next topic or whatever that we're doing is like sort of on the same lines kind of which we're doing magical education so like Harry Potter but like we're adults now but we're not so, doing Harry Potter it's okay I yeah, promise we're not doing we're not doing that one everybody's you've either read it or you've chosen not to read it by why would by we now. yeah yeah we're not we have nothing to talk about that would be no no thank you I don't have but, like any deep analysis skills that would like actually be useful at this point if someone were to dissect Harry Potter like I just don't have that ability so we're not yeah, gonna go yeah. there yeah no the magical you. education there's still lots out there so yeah so we each have one of those so that'll be the next one which is super fun 
spoiler alert i already finished mine and i loved it so like come back to hear me just ramble <laughs> on about butt. an amazing book um but either way socials super quick here you all know them let's be honest uh instagram is no pasture bedtime and twitter i i b i i p y b underscore pod <laughs> wow that was hard that one's such a mouthful <laughs> you can also check out our website at isn't it past your bedtime.com see what's in the archive what we've talked about in the past and what's coming up next i might actually finally write i finally read a book that i want to write a blog post about so <gasps> maybe it's going to be bad but y'all are it'll be there for you it's i'm excited so, i'm excited check it out uh email if you have lots of thoughts isn't it past your bedtime at gmail rate review subscribe Tell your friends, tell your mom, all that fun stuff. You know we love it. And we will talk it, everybody, later. Bye, everyone. Bye.